I'm curious, do you have a really great BS detector? You're, maybe you're often skeptical of others. Are you really street smart? Would you say you're pretty self-assured? You often find yourself being the leader in the group. Maybe you even struggle to ask for help. Do you love a good challenge? Do you fight really hard for the causes you believe in? Do you have a great sense of humor? I bet you're a blast. You might have thought that these were all parts of your personality, but they might actually be coping mechanisms you've picked up over the course of your life, and they're having a huge impact on how you show up, especially on this motherhood journey. Are you curious to know more? You got to take my personality patterns quiz. Here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. Over time, those defenses became a habit and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There are five different personality patterns and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs but rather they describe the safety strategies that we immediately go to when we start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who we are so much as what's blocking who we are. The good news is that once you take my quiz and learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern, and then you can live and parent your kids as your true and authentic self. Click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz Now to take my two-minute personality pattern quiz. So maybe it's interrupting a pattern that we see that they might have of extremes, right? Especially for our little ones. They can live in this black or white, uh, all or nothing, never always thinking. And when we notice and when they say these types of things, we can just gently disrupt it. We can gently ask them like, is that really true? You know, according to whom? Like, how do you know that compared to what? And it's just prompting them to think a little deeper and really change the thoughts and the words that are coming to them and coming out of them. You know, I think a lot of wisdom in perspective just comes from trying to see all the angles. Like we all have blind spots sometimes, right? Every single one of us, our kids and us adults. Uh, So the more we can just help our kids to see alternatives, explore how others might respond, explore how others might be feeling, uh, role-playing, role play potential consequences or how things might turn out. All these are things that can help to develop a wise perspective in our kids. Welcome back to the Motherhood Podcast, a live workshop style podcast that is helping thousands of moms redefine their motherhood journey. There was a point in my life when I was trying to do all the things, parent my kids, pour into my marriage, run a busy law practice, keep up my home, And what I found was that I was on the fast track to burnout until I discovered a better way. Now I help women just like you to close the gap between their vision of motherhood and what they're actually experiencing in their day-to-day lives. Together, we'll explore when and where to simplify, systemize, and surrender. I promise you, you're already doing so much better than you think. I'm your coach, Michelle Grosser, and this is Motherhood. Welcome back, friends. It is another Motherhood Monday. I am so grateful that you're here. I'm your coach, Michelle Grosser. And for those of you who are new here on the podcast, on each Motherhood Monday, we explore a different character trait or a different family value. And we just talk about the practical ways that we can implement and focus on it in the week ahead. 
And today we are talking all about wisdom. So I was thinking a lot about wisdom this week as I was starting to prep for this episode. And I've heard that wisdom is the combination of knowledge and experience. And you guys know that I have a four and a five-year-old. So we're talking really a pretty limited life experience here, right? And I was kind of reflecting on whether wisdom and raising wise kids um, is even like an appropriate conversation for us to have on this podcast. Like how wise can our kids actually be? But last week, my kids had spirit week all week at school, and there was a different theme each day. So my husband was traveling, and it was just me and the girls at home for most of the week, which meant that I just had to be extra intentional with my time and planning all of their outfits and costumes and meals and stuff for spirit week because I knew my husband just wasn't going to be around. He wasn't going to be there to help with all of the stuff that he usually does. So it was just going to be me and the girls. So on Monday, it was like Explorer Day, um, and they both had to dress like Indiana Jones. And then Tuesday was a career day, so I dropped off a teacher and a doctor. And then on Wednesday, it was Wacky Tacky Day. And my kids are starting to get to the age where, like, one, they're more particular about what they're wearing and how it really feels on their body. Like, they really hate things that are tight or itchy or scratchy or tags. I don't know if any of you all are going through that too, but that's where I'm at. And then two, they're also super concerned about whether they like how it looks, right? Like they're just starting to get into this thing of like, this doesn't look good. This doesn't look right. I don't like it. Uh, So I get them up early on Wednesday because of these things. I know that wacky tacky day is just going to take an extra minute. And I had brought out some options the night before, like some Christmas stuff and pajamas and tutus and these like Dr. Seuss striped socks, like all this random stuff I could fine that I thought maybe they could pair together to make this wacky tacky outfit. So friends, it takes me a good like 45 minutes for us to get them to try all this stuff on, like all the different combinations and find something that's equal parts like wacky enough, but that they're still feeling, you know, okay. And pretty proud of themselves um, and comfortable. So I do their hair all crazy. And Ashton is wearing two different kinds of shoes and we're feeling pretty proud of ourselves for how wacky they look and I got their backpacks packed and I get everyone in the car and we get to school with like 10 minutes to spare before the tardy bell rings and I'm just sitting in the car for a moment to just acknowledge that I've like freaking crushed this morning by myself I still got the kids to school looking like clowns but in good spirits and with time to spare and you guys probably know where this is going but I start to notice as other cars pull up and the parents are taking other kids out of the cars and walking them into school that everyone else is dressed in their school uniform. Everyone, everyone. And I have like two clowns in the backseat. So I notice this and I say to my kids, like, I'm going to pull out my phone and double check that we have the right day. And sure enough, I open up my phone and I pull out the email from the school about spirit week. And I see that very clearly it says that Wednesday is wacky sock day and that the students must still wear their uniforms. I had completely missed it. I completely missed it with my hundred mile an hour mom brain. And I had seen wacky and assumed it was wacky tacky day. Like they'd had at their preschool last year. And I just completely had biffed it. 
Um, and I say all this to say that friends a couple of years ago, just that might've put me over the edge. Like I can imagine a time a few years ago where I probably would have panicked and cried and then maybe gotten really angry that Jeff was gone and blamed some part of this on the fact that I had to do it all by myself or, you know, whatever the story, my dysregulated self would have conjured up. But because I've been doing so much work the last few years on learning how to regulate my nervous system and just expanding my capacity to deal with stuff just like this and, you know, working to rewire my brain with a ton of practice to just show myself compassion instead of judging myself. I just owned it. And I told my kids like, oh my goodness, you guys, I'm so sorry. Like I completely misread that email about spirit week. You guys were supposed to wear uniforms today with just wacky socks. And I totally missed it. And then I gave them the option. I'm like, do you guys want to go in dressed like you are and be on time for school today? Or would you rather go back home, put on your uniform, put on some wacky socks, and then come back and get a tardy pass and go to school late? And without skipping a beat, they both wanted to go home and change and then come back and be late for school. And I totally got that. And I totally didn't blame them because the truth is they both looked like clowns. So I turn the car around and we are sitting in morning school, rush hour traffic, going back home to change. And I know, I know this is cutting into my work time. It's cutting into my workout time. um, And I'm just breathing and I'm trying to just enjoy this extra time that I have with them instead. And again, I'm just like, guys, you know, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. You're going to be late this morning. Next time I I'm going to do a better job of reading the directions more carefully. So we get it right. And as I say that my little four-year-old chimes in from behind me, all strapped in, in her car seat. And she just says in her like little high pitched four-year-old voice, but she's like, mama, it's okay. We all make mistakes. Sometimes it's just an accident and accidents happen. I forgive you. I would love you no matter what you do. (laughs) And friends like that wisdom coming out of the little body of that little four-year-old with that little four-year-old squeaky voice. Like it, it wrecked me so wise, right? Perspective, forgiveness, unconditional love, like so much wisdom. And so here we are. And I'm a hundred percent convinced that we can start raising wise kids, even at a young age, because it's not about knowing everything, right? But it's just about starting to plant seeds of wisdom that will continue to grow as our kids do. So yeah, of course, the wisdom coming out of our five-year-old might be limited, and certainly it's going to be different than the wisdom of our 12-year-olds or our 25-year-olds, but I think it can be something we can be intentional about emphasizing and just helping our kids learning how to make wise choices and having wise perspectives, even from a pretty young age. So here are three ways I put together that I think we can start uh, using to encourage our kids as they grow in wisdom. So the first is to teach them to see the big picture. And this is really just helping them have thought pattern that includes healthy perspective. So maybe it's interrupting a pattern that we see that they might have of extremes, right? Especially for our little ones, they can live in this black or white, uh, all or nothing, never always thinking. And when we notice and when they say these types of things, we can just gently disrupt it. We can gently ask them, like, is that really true? You know, according to whom? Like, how do you know that compared to what? 
And it's just prompting them to think a little deeper and really change the thoughts and the words that are coming to them and coming out of them. You know, I think a lot of wisdom in perspective just comes from trying to see all the angles. Like we all have blind spots sometimes, right? Every single one of us, our kids and us adults. Uh, So the more we can just help our kids to see alternatives, explore how others might respond, explore how others might be feeling, uh, role-playing, role-play potential consequences or how things might turn out. All these are things that can help to develop a wise perspective in our kids. So as much as we can, we just want to teach our kids how to take that aerial view, right? How to take that aerial view, especially when making decisions, we can ask them questions that lead to some foresight. Like, how do you think this might turn out if you do X or, you know, what do you think will happen if you do Y instead? Do you think this is going to be something you might regret or do you feel pretty confident that this is the right thing to do? And just really guiding their intuition and their ability to listen to their somatic bodies. That's huge process for them. Like my five-year-old, she was trying to make a decision yesterday and I asked her, I'm like, close your eyes and try to notice how making this choice feels in your body. And then try to notice how making the other choice feels in your body. Like pay attention to your tummy, pay attention to your heart. You know, what's the Holy spirit telling you? What's that intuition in your gut telling you? What's your nervous system telling you? And she closed her eyes and she kind of dropped into her body. And she was like, my heart says, this is what I should do. And just allowing her, allowing her to have that opportunity to learn how to trust her intuition, to learn how to trust her body and what it's telling her. I mean, it's huge. Like as an adult, this is something I'm just now learning uh, really how to harness and how to tune into as, as an adult. And then second, I think we can really teach our kids how to ask for wisdom. You know, in the book of James, the Bible says that if you lack wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it'll be given to you. So if we want our kids to be wise, we can teach them to ask for wisdom. Maybe it's in making a decision. We can encourage them to pray about it and pray for guidance and pray to make the right choices and pray for the right people to come into their lives, the right resources. I think part of teaching them how to ask for wisdom is really teaching them how to seek out wise counsel from others too. I'm, I'm pretty grateful that my kids have a community of older people, especially like young adults and my friends and their friends, parents and teachers and grandparents and, you know, aunts and uncles, um, but just people that they can go to that. I know that they're going to get wise counsel from, they're going to get good advice from, especially as they continue to grow and enter the preteen and teen years. So that's something as parents that we can be intentional about surrounding them, which is wise people. And then encouraging them to ask questions and get advice. And there might be times, and I'm sure it's coming, where they're probably not going to be as interested in what Jeff or I have to say, right? They're not going to be as interested in what Jeff and I think about certain things or think they should do about certain things or in certain situations. And when that time comes, I just want them to know and be comfortable that they have other people they can go to and get really wise counsel that aren't mom and dad. And then finally, I think Another thing we can do when it comes to asking for wisdom, especially with our older kids who know how to use computers um, and have access to more information is we can just help them find reliable and trustworthy sources online uh, and in books and reference, just to be able to research and learn about the things they're interested in or when they're trying to figure something out or how they can go about learning more, right? Like maybe they're trying to figure out what their opinion actually is about something and 
they want to have an informed opinion, which can give them confidence to speak up and support their position. So when that happens, having info to back it up really helps us to be more assertive. So if they decide they want to become, I don't know, a vegetarian, and that's going to be part of their identity, they can research it and read the pros and the cons and find the healthiest way to do so. And they can just learn how they can explain their decisions to others. Um, These are just incredible life skills. And I think in learning how to ask for wisdom, uh, seek out wise counsel, and then kind of research things on your own. Those are all things that will really help our kids grow in wisdom. And then lastly, point number three is just encouraging them to grow in their identity. And I think as parents, we're, we're wired hardware to protect our kids, but sometimes when we're, we're helicoptering a little too hard, you know, we end up taking away really valuable teachable moments and our kids need to learn that success is usually found after a lot of hard work and after a lot of persistence and resilience and maybe some struggle and and oftentimes failure. And I think a lot of that really leads to that perspective that leads to wisdom. And research has shown over and over that kids who are resilient, right? Kids who are comfortable, like failing, falling, trying again, those kids have a really strong sense of self-worth and that failing process, it brings empathy, it brings humility, it brings collaboration. And all of these traits are roots of wisdom and wisdom. It's knowledge and experience, right? It's the combination of knowledge plus experiences and it's experiences, whether they're experiences that are curated by us as their parents or just stuff that life throws at our kids, like their experiences are going to shape their inner voice. It's going to give them confidence. It's going to give them character. And all of that leads to wisdom. And we know it's not just the easy experiences, right? But it's the things that we can do to empower our kids to persevere or speak up or stay true to themselves or stand up for what they believe in. Um, That brings out the best of what's inside of them. It really helps to shape them. And I think give them perspective and a knowledge of who they are that really encourages uh, a wisdom, a sense of wisdom. So that's what I've got for you. It is Monday and we always end every motherhood Monday with a prayer over our children for the week ahead. But before we pray today, I just wanted to ask, are you a member of our Facebook group? It's called the motherhood village. If you're not, you can click the link in the show notes to get in there. My team and I are working really hard right now on a ton of new resources and guides and programs for all the moms in our Facebook group. So if you're not in there, get in there because you don't want to miss it. We're going to be offering some discounted coaching packages through the end of the year and the holidays. So you don't want to fall, you don't want to miss the information and the details on that either. So get into our Facebook group. It's called the Motherhood Village. There's a link in the show notes. All right, friends, let's pray wisdom over our kids together today. God, we thank you for the amazing gift of our children, Lord. We pray wisdom over their lives. We believe that you want to give them your wisdom because you're so generous. So bless them. Bless them with an understanding deeper than their own. Empower them to make wise choices, God. Give them sound judgment that lines up with your wisdom they're feeling confused or they're feeling like their choices don't seem clear, just instruct them, give them a heart for your wisdom. Let them know the sound of your voice so they can trust when they speak to you. They can trust when you speak and have the wisdom to obey you. 
Help them to learn the lessons you're teaching them. God, help them not to miss it, not to miss the purpose in any of their pain. Help them to be careful in understanding your will, God, so they can reflect who you are to all those around them. God, help our children to use their time and their resources wisely. You caution your children to make the most of every opportunity and to not waste time. We thank you. We thank you for the gift of self-control as a fruit of the spirit. Help them to control their thoughts, God, and their words and their actions as they grow in wisdom. Give them the wisdom of discernment, Lord. Help them to know their path. Help them to discern when to speak, when to hold their tongues. Help them to discern whether they're choosing to surround themselves with the people you want around them, God. Help them to recognize the things that aren't from you. Help them to not delay in course correcting and pruning when they need to. We ask that you just give them wisdom beyond their own capacity, God. We thank you. We love you. We praise you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray wisdom over our children this week, Lord. Amen. If you love mommy's polygraph, leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be so awesome if you could take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast. And if you have just a few more seconds to leave a quick review, they really help to get this podcast out to other moms like you. I read every last review and trust me, when it's late at night or early in the morning before my kids get up and I'm working on bringing you all of this content, your reviews are what keep me going. Leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram at themotherhood.podcast. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Motherhood Podcast. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com where you'll find free resources, information on how to join and participate in the Motherhood Village, and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Oh,